Chapter Three of Grace Harlowe's Fourth Year at Overton College by Jesse Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Three: An Accident and a Surprise. Well, what do you think of her? Inquired Elfreda Briggs the following morning, poking her head in at Grace's door, a quizzical smile on her round face. Grace and Anne had left the breakfast table a few minutes before Elfreda, who had forgone finishing her breakfast, and rushed upstairs to hear her friend's opinion of the tall freshman, who had seemed taller than ever as she stalked uncompromisingly into the dining-room that morning in Kathleen West's wake. The newspaper girl looked anything but in a happy frame of mind, and after several covert glances in her direction, Grace decided that the new arrival had not been met with open arms on the part of Kathleen. "'What do I think of her?' repeated Grace. "'A good many things, I should say. "'What do you think?' "'I think she is the most interesting and entertaining person I've seen in years,' declared Elfreda exaggeratingly. "'Then her entertaining powers do not lie in speech,' laughed Anne. "'I heard her say three things this morning at the table. "'They were yes, thank you, and I believe so.' "'She didn't talk, that's a fact,' admitted Elfreda but she looked as though she was keeping up an awful thinking. Does anyone know from whence she came and why? I don't know anything about her, said Grace, shaking her head, but I am sure that you will find out everything worth knowing before tonight. You will be able to see a great deal, you know. Don't flatter me, grinned Elfreda. That's no joke, though, she added hastily. I'll find out, never fear, and then I'll tell you girls. What a comfort it is to have the latest news brought to one's door every morning, jeered Anne. "'You'll find yourself without that comfort if you are not more respectful,' threatened Elfreda. "'I'll carry my news to other doors where it will be more highly appreciated.' "'Your threats fail to impress me,' retorted Anne. "'You know that you couldn't bear to ignore us.' "'I know that I shall be late to chapel and that you will be later,' replied Elfreda significantly. "'Tardiness is unbecoming in a senior. I'm sorry to be obliged to remind you of it.' "'Save your sorrow and come along,' called Miriam Nesbit from the doorway. "'Aren't you going to chapel this morning, Grace?' "'Not this morning,' replied Grace, not raising her eyes from the book over which she was poring. "'This is psychology morning, and I am very shaky on the lesson. "'I feel in my bones that I'll be called upon to recite, "'so please go away, all of you, and don't bother me,' "'she finished with an affectionate smile that did not accord with her blunt words. "'Going, going, gone!' flung back Elfreda over her shoulder as she left the room, followed by Miriam and Anne. Grace glanced anxiously at the clock, then concentrated her mind anew upon her reading. The sound of hurried feet on the stairs and through the halls, accompanied by an occasional murmur of voices as the students left Wayne Hall, was borne to her ears as she read and tried to familiarise herself with the main points of the lesson. Gradually the house settled down to quiet, and Grace, becoming thoroughly interested in her work, lost all track of time. The sound of a terrific crash, apparently just outside the half-open door, brought her to her feet in alarm. "'What was that?' she exclaimed. Stepping to the door, she looked up and down the hall. From the room at the end, the door of which was ajar, came a jingling sound as of dishes being piled together. For a moment Grace hesitated, then walked toward the sound. At the doorway she paused again. Then the sight that met her eyes caused her to spring forward with an impulsive, "'What a dreadful smash! Do let me help you!' 
The extremely tall young woman who sat on the edge of her bed, surveying the wreck of her washbowl, pitcher, and every other piece of china that five minutes before had reposed confidently on the top of her washstand, regarded Grace ruefully. There was a twinkle in her eyes, however, that belied her regret. "'It did make considerable noise, I imagine,' she said crisply. "'Strange the rest of the students here haven't appeared on the scene.' Grace involuntarily retreated a step or two, her face blushing. She could not endure the idea of being thought an intruder. "'Don't go,' said the tall young woman in the same crisp tone. "'I didn't mean that you were an intruder. I only wondered no one else came. The wreck of the Hesperus wasn't serious compared with this,' she said dryly, indicating the littered floor. "'I tried to move my washstand. It stuck. Then all of a sudden it gave way, and I fell back, dragging it with me.' I had hold of one end of it with both hands, and I was stronger than I thought, for I just missed sitting on the floor, and receiving all that china in my lap. I was horrified for a second, but all of a sudden the funny side struck me, and I sat down on my couch and laughed until I cried. I was just wiping my eyes and preparing to pick up the pieces when you came in. Perhaps you thought I was crying over it. Can you imagine me in tears? she said humorously. Hardly, said Grace, with a frank smile that was reflected on the tall young woman's face. "'No, I am not one of the weeping kind,' she declared sturdily. "'I come of good old, undaunted New England stock. "'My name is Patience Elliot, and I live just outside Boston. "'I might as well tell you all about myself in the first place, "'because I decided at breakfast that I liked you. "'I know your Christian name because I heard your friends addressing you as Grace this morning, "'but I don't know your surname.' "'I'm Grace Harlow, at your service,' replied Grace lightly, "'and it is always gratifying to be liked.' I saw you last night when you arrived. I was entertaining a crowd of girls, and, of course, we couldn't resist running to the window when one of the girls happened to see the bus stopping in front of the house. "'Were you at the window?' asked Miss Elliot unconcernedly. "'I didn't see you. In fact, I wasn't thinking of anything but getting into my room and to bed. I'd been on the train long enough to become thoroughly tired of it. It was two hours late, too. We should have arrived at Overton at half-past seven, but it was half-past nine when the train pulled into the Overton station. "'You must have been very tired,' sympathized Grace. "'I hope you rested well last night. If there's anything I can do for you in the way of showing you to the registrar's office, or wherever you may wish to go, I shall be only too glad to do so. My first recitation happens to be at ten o'clock this morning, so I have plenty of time.' "'My first duty lies before me.' returned Miss Elliot grimly, pointing to the floor. I think you'd better direct me to a store where I can replace this. If I ask Mrs. Elwood to set a price on it, she will cheat herself. Why, how did you know that? asked Grace in surprise. You only saw her for a few minutes last night. That was long enough to discover several things concerning her greatly to her credit, was the calm answer. However, as you have been so kind to offer to direct me, I think I'll ask you to take me to the registrar's office. She has been expecting me ever since college opened. I imagine she has given me up by this time. Stepping over the wreck of broken china to the closet, she took her hat from its hook on the inner side of the door, and putting it on without glancing into the mirror, announced herself in readiness to depart. I'll lock the door on this wreck and have it removed when I return, she said. The registrar was writing busily, her head bent intently over her work, when Grace led the way into her office. "'Good morning, Miss Sheldon,' she began. "'This is Miss Elliot of the—' Grace was about to say freshman class when the registrar rose and came toward them with outstretched hand. "'My dear Patience,' 
she exclaimed cordially. I'm so glad you arrived at last. How is your father? Much better, thank you, replied the tall girl. We still have two nurses, but I think he is out of danger now. I hated to leave him, but he was so worried because I had missed the first two weeks of college that he insisted I should come on here at once. I arrived last night and went directly to Holland House, but the matron there thought I had given up coming, and the room I engaged by letter had been given to someone else only yesterday morning. She directed me to Wayne Hall, where by the merest luck I managed to secure half a room. During this flow of explanations, delivered in Miss Elliot's crisp, business-like tones, Grace had listened in open amazement. This tall freshman's manner of addressing Miss Sheldon, the dignified registrar, betokened long acquaintance, while the registrar looked as delighted as though she had found a long-lost relative. "'I see you have fallen into good hands,' said the registrar, a pleasant smile lighting her rather austere face as she glanced at Grace. "'I'm quite sure of that,' responded Miss Elliot heartily. I also brought disaster upon myself. An account of the morning's accident followed. "'I believe you were born a disaster, Patience Elliot,' laughed Miss Sheldon. "'I shouldn't be at all surprised,' was the dry response. "'Miss Harlowe, I have known Miss Elliot since she was a little girl,' explained Miss Sheldon. "'I am pleased to know that she is to live at Wayne Hall. I am sure she will be happy there. I understand that the Wayne Hall girls make a very congenial household.' "'We try to,' said Grace with a frank smile. My three friends and I have never lived in any other house since our freshman days. Perhaps Miss Elliot will find her freshman year there as delightful as we found ours. My freshman year? exclaimed Miss Elliot in evident surprise. Yes, returned Grace rather blankly. Aren't you a freshman? I don't know why I thought so, but I suppose... Of course, that... She paused irresolutely. Miss Sheldon and the tall girl exchanged openly smiling glances. Then the latter turned toward Grace almost apologetically. "'I'm a freshman in one sense,' she said. "'I've never before been to college, but as far as work goes I studied with my father and was lucky enough to pass up the freshman year. I ran down here last June to talk things over and find where I stood. I'm a sophomore, if you please.' Grace burst into merry laughter. "'Won't the girls be surprised?' she exclaimed. We all thought you were a freshman. I hadn't stopped to think of what anyone else thought of me, said Patience, or I might have enlightened the girls at breakfast table, as to my superior sophomore estate. They'll find out soon enough. I have a great mind to let them stumble upon the truth gradually. Oh, do, begged Grace gleefully. It will be great fun to let matters take their own course. Miss Sheldon smiled indulgently, but made no comment. She was first in the ways of college girls. She, too, had been a student at Overton. "'I should like to stay longer, Miss Sheldon, but I know you were very busy.' Patience rose at last to go, Grace following her example. "'Now that I have come to headquarters, been identified, had my thumb marks registered, and become a unit in this great and glorious organization,' went on the tall girl calmly, "'I feel free to go forth and replace Mrs. Elwood's demolished china. I should like to put the new set on the washstand before I tell her of the accident.' "'Good-bye, Miss Sheldon,' she held out her hand. "'May I come to see you soon?' "'You know you are always welcome, my dear. "'I wish you wouldn't tell even your roommate that I am a sophomore,' said Patience Elliot as they left the campus and turned into College Street. "'I won't,' promised Grace. "'I'll be a positive clam. "'But what about your roommate? "'She'll be sure to find out first, and then—' "'Remembering Patience Elliot's roommate, Grace broke off suddenly. "'And then what?' 
asked the tall girl with disconcerting directness. Nothing, murmured Grace. Then we don't need to become alarmed, do we? was the next question. No, not in the least, said Grace, smiling faintly. She was trying to decide whether or not she ought even to intimate to the tall, matter-of-fact girl whom she already liked that Kathleen West was likely to prove a disappointment in the way of a roommate. But the decision was not left to her, for Patience Elliot said with calm amusement in her tones, I have a better idea of what you are thinking than you know. All I have to say is don't waste a minute worrying over me. Patience Elliot will take care of herself regardless of who her roommate may be. End of chapter 3 Recording by Ashley Jane